<laughs> Hello, friends. How y'all doing? What to do? What it is? It's your boy, Mr. Bell, aka Captain Hater, aka can't say your name up on the spot. Might not put you to mind, but it's the end of the year. Welcome to the uh, year in review podcast. You know, hold up and another thing presented by Mixed Vaz Media. You know what I'm saying? Mr. Uh, we got, I got some guests with me. First off, man, Mr. Break Glasses himself. What's up, Will? What's going on, man? Glad to be here. Another year. Appreciate you, appreciate you. And, you know, tradition, she was going to be here. Man, actually, you done did what? Three? You done done three of my last six podcasts. <laughs> hey, you keep calling me back. I'm going to keep coming. I mean, I feel like I'm adding value to the pod. So I appreciate you inviting me back, though. You are, you are. I greatly appreciate y'all coming through. This this year has, to me, the year went by fast. What do y'all think? Man, what you think? Yeah, it's been a pretty quick year. Uh, so much stuff happened that you it's it's not even like you measuring it in months no more. It's event to event, you know. Yeah. So it's just it's been fast. It ain't like it was before when it was waiting for January and February and you keeping track of every month. Nah, it's this happened, that happens. You, you get a fight and you get a fight in Alabama. Uh, on the boat dock, and the next thing you know, we on to the next event, and we ain't even doing by much no more. It's, it's all events. Man, you know what? Since you said it, let's start. Let's start there with the boat fight. What? As what was your reaction when you seen all of that transpire? Well, at first, right? At first, you like, dang, like it went down like that. You kind of in shock a little bit. Um. You, you know, you don't want to encourage violence or anything, but then when you kind of start to unravel the story, you kind of like, well, they was defending themselves. They was defending, they was defending themselves, and then, um, you know, people came together as a community to um, represent. I mean, that's the best way I can put it. I mean, I ain't condoling, I don't want to sound like I'm condoling violence, but um, a community came together to defend a situation and defend people of their community, and that's that's the best way I can put it. Yeah, in no way are you condoning violence. What you're doing is you're just saying, "Hey, I would like to see the unity," you know, I, and that's what it was—just coming together to defend each other, especially in a situation where you can think in the past, "Well, we might have not have been able to do that." So, yeah, it, that was big. That was huge. That was inspiring almost. It was like, man, you know, we can look out for each other. Sometimes it don't feel that way. That, that true. is true. That is definitely true. Um, to me, besides us standing standing together, it was the men swimming across the across the ocean or the river or whatever it was to get know. over to get in the melee. That, that's, yeah, that was that was brilliant. <laughs> that's what did it for me. Once I see the did he hop out, he hopped out, took a deep breath, and then got right to it. Yeah. That is the I mean, he got, yeah, he got himself together. Literally, he had to gather himself. Yeah, talk, talk about staying ready. Talking about staying in shape. Like, you got to yeah. swim and then go and get in a physical altercation. That's mm -hmm. that's a different level of commitment to, yeah. to the body and get yourself together. Um, so, to, I, like, I don't even remember when that happened. That was summertime. August. I think it was like I was, August. I was, yeah, it was August. Uh, 
So let's go. I think this was around August too. Let's talk about the former president. Um, he also the former president also got arrested down in uh down in Atlanta, down in Georgia, for you know for the crimes that he committed. And now he's some states are not even allowing him on the docket. Um, man, Donald Trump. Donald Trump got arrested. Would y'all ever imagine a president getting arrested? Nah. That's not that's not how it should go. Um, <laughs> by any means, that's not how it should go. I, I, I never imagined it, uh, but I guess you know, once he became president, I, it kind of shocked me so much that I thought anything was possible. Well, that's the point taken. Point taken there. You know what? Once you're right, once he became president, it became a reality show, and he was a constant reality show. Um, so I'm trying to word this without. I don't want to ask you what's your thoughts on Donald Trump, but let me ask you going forward, if Donald Trump if Donald Trump wants to run again and find a way and, you know, to win, even though some states are not allowing him on the docket, do you think he got a chance to win? Man, I hate to say this, but anything is possible. <laughs> anything is possible. I mean, a year ago, I wouldn't have thought people were trying to take over the Capitol, but they did it, you know what I'm saying? So I, you know, you know, I would like to say no, but I honestly, my honest answer is anything is possible. You know, um, I don't know that I would be surprised if he did, um, if he did, you know, somehow win, um, because people are still rooting for him, still. And this is years later with all the craziest nonsense that has taken place with him being charged, all that stuff. I mean, he still has people rooting for him. I'm not saying he can't be beat, though. I'm just saying that, you know, anything is possible at this point as it relates to him. I don't know, man. I think I think that um, definitely he can win again. Uh, his people are still loyal. They still believe in him through all the charges brought against him and everything like that. Uh, he tends to flip that on his head and make it seem like he's the victim and everything. So uh, I think he can win again. Um, and I don't know if Biden can beat him. I don't know if we can put up a good fight, you know. Um, that's where my problem lies. I, I don't know. I, of course, I'm going to vote against him. You know, who's there to get my vote? Uh, but um, I'm not sure if enough people feel like me. See, my, well, my problem with the uh, with the Trump situation is like kind of like you said is if I don't really know if anybody else could beat him besides Biden, Biden, and I don't think Biden really wants to be president again. I think he's really just running because he sees Trump on the other side, and he know and the party knows that nobody else can beat Trump. There's nobody else that has enough power in the Democratic you know, community at this current time to be Trump. They only hope is Trump, uh, you know, enough states, uh, Supreme Courts don't allow him on the docket. I'm not, don't allow him on the ballot. So, yeah, That's so it. you ain't even coming up with a good battle plan at that point, though. You just, you just coming up with some hope. That ain't, <laughs> that don't seem like you really trying to win, you know. It's like, I was gonna hope or wish. I'm a, you know, gotta pay this rent this month, but you know what? If I get these scratch-offs, 
I'm just gonna hope that they hit. <laughs> you know, so nah, you, you ain't you ain't got nowhere to live, bro. Like that ain't no that ain't no way to win. We can't go on that. We do the, we need somebody else. I mean, let's be honest. Would y'all be against another candidate, like some you know third party, like independent? I mean, at this point, I would be open to it. Shoot, I mean, yeah. I would be open to it. You know, at least hear the candidates out. Um, I'm listening. I'm listening. You know, hear them out. At least hear what they what they represent and what they what they plan to do. Um, because let's be real, it's been chaotic. You know, I you know I think we probably done seen more government shutdowns, and that's not just on the president than we have in previous years over the last what 10, 15 years. There's been yep. more government shutdowns probably than ever. Like that's alarming and concerning. So at this point, yeah, I'm open to hearing some a third party. I'm open to hearing their stance, their viewpoints, and why they believe what they believe and why they come up with came up with or come up with the plan that they're gonna come up with. I mean, at what this point, mean? you gotta be a little open, you know what I'm saying? And what you gonna do different? But like honestly though, as we talk about the president, it could go for days, but I think it might be just like, do we need a shift in, in the whole thing? Like everybody, like our, our House of Representatives, our Senate, like, because like it just seems like it's a battle between two groups of people that ain't getting nowhere. So like, yeah, we put one thing in, y'all, y'all voted down over there. Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? We paying y'all just like to battle back and forth, like some type of chess game. That's what I say. We we paying y'all to bicker. That's basically what we paying y'all to bicker. Yeah, we paying mm-hmm. y'all to basically go just no matter what it is. I'm on it's like games, really. Yeah. In the blue. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what happens, I'm going against you. That's as simple as that. Amazing. And the thing with with the third party, it would a third party would be great. A third person that will come in and actually have values and actually, you know, follow what they say they're gonna do. But then it's you know how black people, black people always say, "I feel like my vote's wasted." Yeah. I would feel like my vote will be wasted because that third party's not going to win. That third not, person ain't going outdo. And we, need, go out. we need yeah. that third party to have the move to have a movement. Like if like like, all right, I'm gonna go back to what I know because this is when I was voting. When Obama came around, it was like a movement, like. Everybody felt necessary to go out and cast a vote for him. You feel me? People that I knew, you know. So we need a third party to have like influence like that. Now I know that means a lot of money, and I know that mm-hmm. might be a problem for the third party, uh, depending on who it is. But I'm pretty sure somebody could come up with some funds, and when they get to go, and people go get behind it, you know, especially in this day and age with socials and stuff, social media. You can reach people unlike you did before. It was harder for that third party to get on TV as much. Mm-hmm. Now, they can, now they can reach people. So I don't know. I think we just don't go back and forth. If, if he get back in office, is I mean, what's really going to change? What changed when Trump was in office the first time for you? Yeah, not much. You're right. I mean, you, it's you're right. I will. I would love to see it. I don't. I don't know if it's gonna happen. Uh, on another serious note, did y'all know that the Russia and Ukraine war was still going on? Yes. Yeah. We literally have two wars going on at the same time. Not to mention our own political war we were just talking about. So that's a political war, but 
we got two major wars that that people are dying going on at the same time, and then we have political wars that's going on in our own country. So it, it's a little crazy in the world right now. Yeah, that's a lot of crazy. <laughs> it's a lot of crazy because it's another war that might be coming with Venezuela trying to take over another country. So, oh wow, we jump, okay. We jumping in stuff. Uh, we should. I don't, I don't know. Like I can get deep into the 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 Middle East war right now, but I pay more attention to the Ukraine thing. I've always felt like you know. They did need our help, so like I'm, I'm actually for like the funding and stuff sent to Ukraine. I'm cool with that. Uh, personally, I feel like uh, Russia's a problem for the whole world. So, you know, how are we just gonna let them do that? So that's my opinion. I don't want no Russian hackers coming at me, uh, drying my <laughs> bank account. You gonna be practicing though? There ain't nothing in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just go, just going around the scoop for nothing. Oh. <laughs> You dig it for gold, ain't gonna come back with nothing but cotton. <laughs> come back with lint. Now, uh, the so I, the reason I asked it like that is because you see the Palestine, you hear a lot about the Palestine war, but I think people forget that the Ukraine and Russia war is still ongoing. When people thought that the Ukraine was going take take a loss within the first couple of months, yeah, it's still fire. Because they, because yeah. we, we we holding them up, other country, us and other countries, European countries and stuff like that. We we propping them up a little bit, right? You know. But if we don't keep doing that, then it is probably gonna be over. That's yeah. At some point, they will fall. But till, especially when you the way it's actually the way you worded it, it sound. It's like I think sometimes as Americans, we get in our own bubble that we forget what's going on around us. But it's legit two wars. There were there were a part of one way another one way or another, and yeah. it's a scary time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a honestly, it's a scary situation. Do you think so, Ash? I mean, it really is. It really is. It lets you know what time it is out here. Like people got to start paying attention. You know, people got to stop being in la la land and thinking everything is, you know, roses better roses. I mean, it's it's, it's glad to have an optimism, but. There's real wars going on here, and right now it doesn't pose as much of a threat to us in the U.S., but at the same time, it affects everything that we do going forward, right? Um, you know, so I, I think that it is a little bit scary, and I think that people need to really be paying attention, right? Um, getting themselves together and understanding that there's some serious stuff going on around us. Even if it ain't in the U.S., there's some serious stuff going on, and you got to always remember that our government has some hand in something most of the time. Um so it's just like you got to pay attention. Like you got to, you know, stay on guard. I mean, let's not forget. You know, we just we did we shot down those balloons. Now, I mean, you know, let's keep. You know, you got to pay attention. So it is a little scary, right? I think so. I think it's it's time for people to really wake up and start really paying attention to the things that are that are more important than just your everyday. You know, you you brought up the balloons. It's a good question. It's it a segue. We not feel like it's a problem that the balloons got from one side of the country to the other side of the country before it got shot down. I mean, I feel like there is a reason for that. Everything is strategic. Don't 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 sleep. Everything is strategic. You know, I I, I think that there's a reason for that. I feel like there's always a reason for that. And I and when you start dealing with the media, I mean, come on, you gotta, you know, 
I, I have a hard time believing that we as Americans didn't know a lot sooner, uh, that our government didn't know. Um, and I'm sure that there was some strategy as it relates to that. And I'm sure there was some media ploy as it relates to that, too. That's just my thoughts, though. You know, one person's okay. opinion. Okay. One person's so you, opinion. So you believe the government allowed this to happen for a reason? Yes. I don't think we got caught slipping. In this situation, okay. I don't think we got caught slipping. I mean, I'm not saying we don't be sleep sometimes, but I, I I feel like there's more to that story. It just it just don't sound right to me, you know. It don't sound right. It don't. It just seemed like a real. I never, I never really understood. Not because I understood. I never really took it as serious because China is this great, powerful country. I don't think they really just sending a balloon to fly across America's shores. If they really wanted to spy, I feel like they would have put forth a little more effort than some hot air balloon. Well, you think I'm tripping or? Yeah, I mean, like, like so they don't really need to spy that way, right? There was the, uh, there was a story, she uh, maybe last year, maybe during this year, if not 2021, uh, I believe it's yeah, okay, yeah. So they had like um, a police department in New York City. Chinese police department in New York City. Look it up. It existed. Uh, <laughs> so they don't need to do that. You know, they, the balloon was, that was, like she said, maybe like, like you know, just kind of like, hey, look at this. Some crazy media shit. Some, enough people caught caught the balloon going past and, you know, it, it just, you know, flooded the airways. But Chinese, they, if they, whatever they want to do over here, they get, the, they get over here. It's not an issue. So, um, I don't know, like spying is real, you know, <laughs> like it's all, all that shit's real. So they, they got information that they need just like we do, you know, we do the same thing. We get over there, we spy, we do our thing all around the country and get information that we need. Uh, it's a crazy game, man. And, and, but I'm more worried about that caravan of people coming towards the U.S. And how do we handle that? How do you feel about letting immigrants into the country in those type of numbers? You know, the, the problem is we have always been that country. And it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to stop it now. We have always been this, you know, this open, I don't say it's open door because they got to go through some things to get here. But it's really like an open, you know, it's, we are the land of the free. We are the land of promise. We are the land of if you work hard, you become something, even though we could tell from our, just the African-American community, that's not always the case. We got to work twice or three times as hard or two times or three times as hard to get anywhere. So I it's kind of hard. I do we I think we should put some more maybe some more restrictions. No no maybe we should put more restrictions on immigrants coming in as easily as they do. But at the same time we've been doing it for so long. This country is built off immigrants. Yeah I, I'm so torn on immigrants coming I know that like that many people can really affect like the way a city operates and, and stuff like that, you know. Uh, but I don't necessarily, I feel like why can't they come? Like you said, like this is a, this is the land of the immigrant. Like, like, like this is like truly severe slogan, you know, like 
because everybody here ain't from here, you know, besides the, the natives. Yep. You know, those are the only people who could, and whoever else they can trace back their roots or whatever. That's in this conversation. But yeah, I feel like you should maybe, I don't know. I, I'm really torn. That's a lot of people. They said some days they encounter more than 10,000 people crossing the border. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of folks. You know, so I don't know. I, I want to give them people places to refuge. Like you said, this is the land of opportunities. This is, you know, you come here and you can go from nothing to something. And, you know, it's true for everybody, harder for some. But, you know, how do we take on all that? You know, what does that do to our, our system? This is a system, you know, even if it's broken, nonetheless, it's a system. Yeah, because like you said, it's it it does turn you, it makes you torn because those countries that these people are trying to escape from or they're trying to get away from horrible. Horrible. And they go some of these places they don't, you know, Flint got at least Flint have running water. You know what I'm saying? These places they gotta go find water. They gotta go three and four villages over just to get some water to drink, let alone bathe in. Not saying that Flint's problem is not a serious problem. It is. Shouldn't be like that in America. But at the same time, you let the wrong it takes one wrong move with letting the immigrant in. And next thing you know, you're looking at another another terrorist attack. Like you said, China has, they have a whole police department in New York. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The wrong move could do big damage to this country as a whole. But they say, you know, it's crazy to me when I was listening to the story, they said, you'd be surprised though, because it isn't just like South American immigrants. Like that's not that's not the only issue we're facing. Like there's <laughs> other countries where you know, so I don't know. It's a, it's a lot to deal with, uh, but hey, that that's what that's what you do when you in power. So I guess that's what we paying them for, and I ain't even dealing with this shit. Yeah, what you said. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna shift, shift away from the more serious things to some. Let's talk about some sports. Two sports things that I meant to. Ask y'all, I want to ask y'all about, and it's two people in particular. One is Jerry Migrant. The man has been hitting and swinging at people and stomping on people's chests all year. <laughs> He'd have had this, this NBA season, he'd have had three incidents, and we just now, you know, he's suspended now indefinitely. We don't even know when he's coming back. Draymond Green, what's your thoughts on Draymond Green? And all his actions. His actions. I mean, not the player. Not the player. We're going to talk about his actions. I mean, I think he's playing in a different era. And I think he's got to be careful because obviously it's not landed. He's he's gotten some, some serious consequences because of his actions. And he's playing in a different time and a different era. And I think that he's got to be smarter than that. Um, I think that is unfortunate, but, you know, his actions have led to the consequences he has received. Um, I, I, You know, I think, honestly, he's probably a really, really great guy, but I think he lets his emotions on the court get the best of him, and, and um, you know, unfortunately, it's landed him suspended indefinitely, you know, and it's, it's hard because, obviously, nobody else in the league is doing the stuff that he's doing. So... You know, he's playing, but I, I will say he's playing in a different era and a different time. 
And I, and I'm, now some stuff that he's done has been extreme. I ain't even going some stuff he's done has been real extreme. Um, but I'm also saying that there was a time in sports and especially in basketball where that level of aggression or a level of aggression um, was seen in multiple players. Um, but that, that's not to excuse his actions at all. But, you know, I do think he's taking it too far with certain things and certain actions. But there are some other actions of the level of aggression that in the 80s and 90s uh, probably wouldn't have been frowned upon. Let's just be real. Um, you know, yeah, players have been known to play dirty. They've been known to play dirty and throw some shots at one another. Um, Dr- Draymond seemed to be very blatant and real out in the open. And I think that's because you don't see that level of aggression in the NBA anymore, period, to me. So it, it, it looks extreme and feels extreme. And then when you start turning on your teammates and doing stuff like that, you know, that's second and too far. That's just my thoughts, so, you know. I think it's because he knows he ain't that good no more. And he knows the team ain't that good no more. So he's he's over. Really? Oh, yeah. That's an interesting perspective. I don't the so let's be real. Draymond he still plays great defense, but he's a, he's and he got the mental, but he's a step slower. So he, he knows that. And he can look at Clay and yeah, Clay can still give you twenty five here and there. A lot of times Clay ain't gonna give you that. And then Clay ain't the same defender. So he see, and then he's seen Andre Iguodala has gone on and retired. And him, Draymond, and it was them four, and Steph is still balling. So he still sees Steph, you know, rising and going up, and him and Clay, and then, like I said, Andre Iguodala gone. And they're, they they play is slowly declining, and they're not giving him, uh, giving Steph the help that they that he needs. He also sees Wiggins not playing because Wiggins is supposed to be the guy. In all honesty, Wiggins is supposed to be the number two at this point because of Draymond and Clay's age. But Wiggins ain't even doing that. Wiggins ain't been right since he whatever whatever happened happened. There's a lot of rumors about what happened, why he had to sit out. Don't know. I ain't gonna speculate. Whatever happened happened, and he ain't been the same since. And I feel like Draymond sees that. Well, what, what's your thoughts on Draymond? He stepped on somebody's chest in the game. I just want to make sure we point that out. In the 2000s, yeah. like Ashley said, in the 80s, that was cool. 90s, early 90s, probably late 90s, that was cool. In the 2000s, yeah. they ain't doing that no more. Early 2000s. You can get away with the early 2000s. Like 2000 to 2003. Yeah. Before, before the whole Detroit situation, Detroit uh, and the, uh, Indiana, the whole thing went down. Right, that was yeah. that was that was then. They want to take that violence out of the game. Um, Draymond, Luke Cannon, sorry, it's the easiest way. The first, like you know how you that, that game they play where you first thing come to your mind just say it. Mm-hmm. Loose, loose Cannon, like that's the, that's the only way my mind describes them. Uh, on the court now, off the court, like you said, there's that thing I don't do with that. I'm pretty sure he's a wonderful human being. Um, but he gets a little, little, little loose on the court, man, and makes you question: uh, Is he, like you said, is he really on that level anymore? Is that the reason why my man ain't playing? What seems to be the way he knows to play? I never thought that he was um, really that great. I thought he was good, and I thought he played the perfect in his role. So, but I thought that maybe it was because of where he was that made him what he was. 
I felt as if he went somewhere else, then he wouldn't really be that. Uh, so I don't know if it's mostly a decline in the game or if it's just like, you know, hey, I'm I, I just an angry individual on the court. I'm, I'm rough. I'm tough. You know, maybe that's the persona he wants to create for himself. Yeah, I think I, I think you're right. I will agree with that uh, about if any him being anywhere else. I don't. I think he'll still be good, but I don't think he'd be as valuable as he is now because the his mental is still going to be the same. It's yeah. it's easier for him because. He's always, he's had Clay and stuff. He had the greatest shooting backcourt of all time. He don't have to shoot. All he had to do is play defense and get them the ball. Set incredible picks. That's all he had to have to do. And then uh, this other sports story, I want to ask y'all, who do y'all think had the worst year? Zion Williamson or John Morant? We know Zion had the he the whole pre, he he got his uh. <laughs> The situation ship got exposed. On top of he already had a relationship once it, the relate he announced that he was having a baby, and also let's not leave out the fact that him he does he don't play he don't basically ever play. This is the, probably the most he's ever played, and he's what year five yeah. compared to John Moran, who can't seem to put who can't seem to stay out of his own way this past year, right. With gun incident, you know, with the gun incident, the stuff that happened at the mall, the jumping of the kid, to even just uh, what yesterday or the day before, he's on the basketball court after he, he was celebrating, he was shooting guns at her. Of all, you, you should know, you just you just served the twenty five game since. You should know it's something you shouldn't be doing. But who do y'all think had the worst year? Uh, Ja, just like you know. Um, what's his name? Zion didn't. I mean, besides, like the money he lost for not meeting the clause in his contract, didn't lose much money. You know, that's that's big with you now. He got a lot of time to make it back. Uh, Zion was more of a, a personal type thing. Everybody could just sit back and you know, kind of key key at him a little bit. But uh, um, John Morant was something that. Hurt his over, overall like character. Okay, mm-hmm. Ashley, what do you think? Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with Morant as well. I'm be honest with you. I ain't heard. I I this is one of those the Zion situation. I ain't really. I don't know. I guess I didn't. I don't. I mean, it was out there, but it's a, it was to bad. Me it's a typical. To me, it's a typical story. But now Morant, that's a whole different ball game because they're talking about violence, right? Anytime mm-hmm. you start talking about guns and stuff like that, you're talking about violence. And so I think that that puts a person in a totally different light. And not that he can't bounce back from it because he's starting to try to, but even now he can't do what he did after that game, right? That was just the like last couple of weeks, right? Um, it was days ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, so for me, I'm going to agree. I think that he's by far had the worst year. I feel like Zion's situation, yeah, it's bad, but I also kind of get the typical story vibes, right? Like it's, you know, it won't be the first. He's not the first, and he's he's probably not gonna be the last. Yeah, no. Um, 
But with Zion, I mean, with Morant, you know, it's, it's it's a little bit different to me. I think I think when you start getting into the violent aspects, the gun stuff, and 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 in your background, th- those types of things do play a lot worse. And I mean, I feel like you was hearing that everywhere. Uh, with Zion, it was kind of one of those things where, yeah, I know it was very publicized and it was very bad and all that good stuff, but I just don't see it as the same. I think it's a typical story, unfortunately. I mean, that's just my perspective. So, I think if you couple the Zion with the fact that he doesn't play, at least Ja, you know what Ja going to go out there and do for you on the court. Zion doesn't even give you the on the court, and he also had the embarrassing situation, and he also has the situation where they telling him, hey, you got to lose weight, you got to die this way, you got to do it that way, and he's just basically blunt. Blake bluntly not listening to them, ignoring what they're asking him to do. Well, on the health side, I think the job could be fixed. I think job just okay. Hey, stop. You said okay, real quick. You said the Zion situation is like typical story. The job to me is the same typical story because it's a dude that didn't grow up in the environment trying to portray an environment that he did not grow up in. And he feels like you have to live that vibe. You have to give off that bag. I feel like the job situation, he could get his head on right. The Zion situation is, not only do you have to get your head on right, you also got to get your body right to be on the court right, which is what they paying you to do. Yeah, but I look at that and I say that's no different than any other athlete out there that those right. conversations are happening for. So the the sports aspect of it is a part of the game. You got to get your body right, period. But the fact that you can say he's been in the league five years and he's barely played because of his injuries, I mean, that's a whole separate issue to me. That's that's him not being motivated to do what needs to be done. You don't reach this level and you still you ain't still hungry for it. You're not still hungry. Like, I mean, you got to be willing to put in the work. Like, the workouts, all the players, I mean, that's a part of you being an athlete. So, for me, I mean, it ain't worse. It's a, it's a choice that he's making. That's the way I look at that as far as his health and his body is concerned. But even before the embarrassing situation, you wasn't even trying to put in that work. So, I guess I feel like you washed, he's kind of washed up in the mix because – I mean, yeah, you had an embarrassing situation. That's probably the only thing that made you relevant. I mean, I'm just, I, you know, I mean, that's that's my perspective. That's the only thing that kind of made him relevant. And even though it was a bad situation, I mean, you weren't performing before. So, like, what are we talking about? Whereas John been getting in trouble outside, you know, outside of the court, which other athletes have, we can name them, right? Especially in the NBA, that's gotten in some trouble outside of that. But when they got on the court, they performed. He ain't doing neither. I think it's worse because if Morant don't get, if he don't fix it, his his outside situation, it will end his career forever. Zion, to me, I mean, he still got a career, was left of it, but it was kind of dwindling before that. That's just, I mean, uh, yeah. I feel like Moran has a lot more to lose. That's just where I'm at. That's a good point. That's a when you that's a good point. I do. That is a good point. Zion, the situation made him relevant again. Facts. Because the only so night, the, the only the only conversation was he don't play. 
that was it. It was just he don't play. He can't stay healthy long enough to play. It was always a what if with him, as it were. With John, you know what it is. He was at the epitome of his career. He was doing big things, and then here you are getting in this trouble outside of this that can be career ending. He's bounced back, but even now he still has to work on his image, right? Because he just did something that somebody else probably could do, and it wouldn't be so bad. But because of his, you know, recent history, like he's just got to get his image together because it could be career ending. I mean, seriously. All right. Now you're career you... ending for him. Zion can keep Mosey on the loan for another couple of years, probably. I mean, five years is a long time. Too. I'm just saying, it's, it's a long year. That's a long time. Thank he's known Zion, though. The, the flames to him. You know, uh-huh. like I said, he lost money. Uh, and, you know, people starting to want to see some results. You know, yeah. and if not, then you're going to have to move you around. Right, so look, hip hop turned fifty this year. We're gonna move off. We're gonna move from the sports. We're gonna we're gonna move into the music. Hip hop turned fifty in this year, but before we go into hip hop turning fifty, Will, I have a question to ask you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you a couple songs, and you tell me which grouping is better. You ready? Okay. Uh, this is about to be here. I feel she like knows, I know where you're going with this, cube, but go knows, ahead. Go ahead. She knows, she knows where I'm going with this. So, I will give you uh, uh, Bow Wow and Omarion, Let Me Hold You. And Luther Vandross. Uh, now, now I can't think of the name of the song. <laughs> What's the name of the song? Uh, I don't know. This is what you get for trying to be funny on this pod, though. This is what I, you I get. just had to ask. I get hold on, Will. I gotta find the song. But it's Luther Vandross. But the other song is Michael Jackson, Human Nature. Uh you is a human nature. Or are you trying are you doing the you were doing the remake, which was it was by... SWV. Okay. I got SWV right there. M Michael Jackson, Human Nature. I found the paper actually. And then okay. Bow Wow and Omari, I let me hold you, and Luther Vandross, the, the Let Me Hold You song as well. So I gotta pick out all those songs. Who like, no, no. So you put Luther Vandross, his song, and then Bow Wow and Omari song. They together. Let's like a WWE tag team match, right? Okay. Okay. You take those two songs, and then you take the Michael Jackson Human Nature and SWV right there. Which okay. song? Which grouping of songs do you think will win? Uh, Be careful with your choice here now, Will. Nah, this is I. I'm gonna lean towards. I'm just go ahead and say it. Uh, I'm not gonna fight. I'm not gonna try to change my mind here. I'm gonna go with Michael Jackson just because it's Michael Jackson. He's part right. of it. Thank win. you, Will. Thank not you, true. Will. Not Thank true. you, Will. It's not true. That's what you get for trying to be funny on this spot, though. I tried to tell you that Michael is the greatest, though. Like, why do you? Like I you never can't. Argue that. I never argue that. I never said Michael wasn't the greatest. My only point is, I feel like personally, the Luther song and the Bow Wow song is better if you put them together than the M. Michael Jackson and the SWV song. That was my only point. I mean, well, hey, Will has spoken. That's all I'm gonna say. Will, Will has spoken. Will make he that. spoke. That's it. Q. Will has spoken. 
I, I'm not even. What's the next subject line here? When we go, hip hop turn turn fifty. We gonna leave it there. When hip hop turn fifty, like you know, I don't, I really don't want to talk about it now because Will went up against Will took the wrong choice, and it's okay. But, I mean, the reason the reason I do is because nothing. If Michael Jackson's a part of something, it wins. Like you could have said Michael Jackson with something else that used some of Michael Jackson's voice or beat or anything rhythm and it was gonna win. It didn't matter. You could have put up you could have put another group up against him and he was gonna win. Only person only person that could have possibly beat him would have been himself. Like two different groups that both featured Michael. It's, he's not losing, bro. Like it's just what it I don't, is. I just don't see Michael in that light. <laughs> but first of all, you don't, but the world does, yo. You yeah, don't, the but problem, the world bro. does. This man made hits after hits after hits. And when you really dissect it, he was super smart and extremely strategic about all of his music, his music videos, everything, Q. You just need agree. to get a man respect. You got to give him respect, yo. Put some respect on his name, little, kid, little kids are still falling in love with, with Michael Jackson to this day. And he's dead. It is 2023 on our way to 24. And, like, I don't understand why this is even an argument for Q. But, you know, hey, he's a type of thing. I agree with everything you said about Michael. I just think, again, those songs are better. Plus, let's just, if you want to call it Space right? The SWV song, I've said it then, I said now. It's way of Michael Day. Because the song is good, but it ain't as good as the other two. And Human Nation is not, and when, if I think of Michael Jackson, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like eight songs I get to before I get to Human Nation. I mean, there's definitely songs that he has that's better than that one. But when you, what Will said, when you put Michael in a category, come on, man, it's not even a, no, it's a no-brainer. Like, I just don't understand. Let's go back to hip. It's, it's, not a, it's not even a question. You can't put Michael in any equation, truthfully, and he not win. I just don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand. You're, but, okay, but hip-hop turns 50. Let's go hip-hop turns 50, Q. What does hip-hop mean to y'all? Actually, what does hip-hop mean to you? Man, it's everything, man. It's a culture. I, I love the fact that it's, it is a segment of our culture. Um, you know, it, it's so many things that we've done in music and especially hip-hop. And I think that to see the dynamics of how hip-hop has changed over the years, um, it, it, is a, it is a segment of music that is a representation of who we are. And I think that that may, that's not the full totality, right? Because we have a lot of other genres of music that we do. Um, but I definitely think that hip-hop came along at a critical time for us as a culture. And I think that um, it, brought a lot of, it brought a lot of joy. I think it brought a lot of realism. I think it brought a lot of um, reality to um, some of our culture's experiences. That's not everybody. Um, but I think it, you know, I mean, it allowed us to express ourselves in different ways. And especially when you when you start off with the era, uh, you know, of breakdance and everything and how hip hop has just transcended. Um, and so, you know, for me, it just it, it, it is a it is a, a portion or re- of a representation of a culture um, of us having a good time um, or of us talking about our struggles as well. And um, it's amazing. I think to see where it is today and all the careers that have come out of it, that's where I would say. Yeah. What does hip hop mean to you? Uh, hip hop means a lot. Um, it helped make me who I am just 
like some of my attitudes towards some things, you know, the the hustling nature, you know, you learn that through music, you know, listening to guys talk about, you know, coming up from nothing and making something out of themselves. Um, Hip hop means, you know, everything, I guess, uh, when you think about it, everything we do has a little hip hop in it, you know, from the way we talk when, you know, to each other, we use words and slogans and phrases that we hear in hip hop, you know, it's, it's so deeply rooted in, in who we are, you know, and for some of us deeper than others, you know, some people that's all they know. <laughs> so it's, it's to live the lifestyle they hear that music, you know, live the lifestyle they see in the videos. Um, it's changed the lives of countless people, you know, and mm -hmm. not even on a financial um, basis, just, you know, touching them and, and, and motivating them in times when they needed that motivation, you know. So, yeah, hip hop means a lot. And I'm pretty sure for everyone, it means something different. But um, hip hop is is everything, you know. Um, but you gotta you gotta you gotta know that you have to thank all the other genres for what we have in hip hop. True, because yeah, it all is a a combination of different genres that came up to hip hop. I feel mm -hmm. like hip hop gave it really did give a voice to the voices. It gave a voice to people who could didn't know how to express themselves or didn't want to express themselves in the ways in which that, you know, the common people, well, I ain't going to say common people, but the other people did or allowed. I think it, gave, it gives you an identity. I think hip-hop gave me an identity, like you said. It, like you said, for you, Will, it taught me so many things about just life in general. A lot of my game, a lot of my, the way I think, the way a lot of the way I move comes from listening to hip hop and applying it to my lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? And it's a motivate factor as, as well. It motivates you. You listen to hip hop music and it 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 motivates you in a different way that a jazz song could or a or a, a rock song could. Just for me personally, only so only genre of music that motivates me that way is in a gospel music. and it's gospel. But even that, it hits it differently. You know what I'm saying? So. Soul music, soul music yeah. affects me as hard as hip hop. Like listening to the the old soul, you know the uh, one song I can listen to every time, and every time I listen to it, I just get a feeling that's Lee on me. Every time I listen to a song, I just get a feeling, you know. So yeah, then when music does that to you, then you know that it's great and it's timeless. Do y'all remember our first hip hop CD? That you bought or that you listened to? It? Oh man, I remember my the first one I listened to was uh was either Salt and Pepper or it was a Tupac CD that my sister had. So them was the first ones I listened to. Ooh. I remember I won't I can't see I can't remember the first hip hop album I got, but I want to say it was a Ti album. Oh man! Uh, I, I want to say the first one I bought with my own money when I worked at Kmart. I want to say it was a TI album. Oh yeah! So like my first probably that I listened to of like maybe someone else's or something. Uh, crazy thing is I'm not that old. You know when I say this, I'm not that old. It wasn't a CD. It was a tape. Uh, 
Yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm yeah, gonna get to my next. I ain't even. Yeah, I'm laughing, but tapes. I know what you're saying. Well, yeah, yeah. tapes were still around, and, and it, was, yeah. it was probably a no limit tape. So, ooh, as, yeah. as far as I, as I owned, it was probably a no limit tape. Yeah, I don't know which one first one I listened to. I had a lot of older siblings, so uh, yeah, that's where math happened. But I feel like my tapes was the tapes that I remember my sister having, which I could be wrong. I'm gonna ask. Her. They was more R and B, R and B tapes. I remember the hip hop albums. I don't remember hip hop tapes. I remember R and B tapes. Yeah. So, oof. um, I don't know that I remember the first one. I can't. I can't necessarily put it into perspective. Necessarily the first one. I can tell you that yes, absolutely. I grew up on the limit, so Master P was definitely playing in my house. Yeah, I'm thinking um, of Ice Cream Man. That, that yeah, um, <laughs> I also, you know, I got a little bit of an old soul myself, so I can go back to, you know, I discovered um, a JJ Fad uh, a CD, um, and um, where there was female rappers, right? And so um, one of their songs is Supersonic. And so that that takes it back. Um, back then, I can remember watching movies like Crush Groove, which is 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 a music a movie based around hip hop itself and and break dancing. Um, like I mean, I mean, I I listened to Curtis Blow growing up in the house. Like, so I I don't know. Like, I've listened to a lot of stuff growing up. You know, uh, music was always being played in my house um, or played with my family. So. I mean, I mean, even to the point where, you know, I listened to Queen Latifah back then, right? Like rapping and so I mean, it was just I don't know. Uh with hip hop it goes a long way back. Um see I'm bringing up old people, you know, Curtis Blow, you you start taking that back to original hip hop. Obviously Run DMC played in my house. Um, so I can't tell you like I don't know what the first one was I heard, you know, but I can tell you all the different ones that that I've heard over the years and um, in my home, especially being a young kid, um, where music was being played um, in my house. And I mean, and that's that's the hip hop side of it, but I mean, I could even go back to some oldies but goodies. So like, I got that exposure of older music in general, but definitely even hip hop as a whole. So, I mean, you know, I love having these conversations because like, it's funny when I meet younger kids that are like middle school, high school, and they have no clue, right? But some of the people I'm naming, I had no clue about either. But like yep. my family exposed me to it, right? So it's, I mean, it's like, but it's a part of our culture. So like, how you not expose your kids to the oldies with goodies? How you the hip hop, the old school hip hop, how break dancing, and even to yeah. the extent of gospel? How do you not expose your kids? You know, that's just me. Um, so I have every intent when I have kids to expose them to this these genres of music, and you know, because it's all a part of the culture. But anyways, that's where I'm at. You know, you, I, sometimes my son discovered Eminem, and he was so excited about Eminem. And I, to me, I'm like, eh, that's just Eminem. But I grew up on Eminem. He heard Eminem rap on Rap God. He was just amazed about how fast he rapped. And <clears throat> we was at dinner, and me and Ray, me and my sister, we saw, I was like, well, I think Twister raps faster than him. And he's like, who's Twister? And then now we had to go and listen to a Twister song. So for him to, right, but see, it, to me, 
you should already be teaching him like that because you're a music guy, right? Like you gotta like yes. When you I have what? children, my my kids are gonna know. They're gonna know the culture. They got to. It's a part of you know. It's part of it. But he he's fascinated with Eminem, but he don't know all the people that came before him. Like you gotta, you know. I just yeah. But you said I'm a music yeah, guy. about music. You got so much time to learn. Um, you go back now and listen to some stuff and be like, oh man, I didn't realize he was in that group. Yep. You know, so, I, so. Yep. So That's true. Happens, you know. It does. It does. But it's some like, people, I appreciate Some people don't even know to tell you where Charlie Wilson came from. Well, a lot of people don't. But actually, my <laughs> brother and I were just talking about that the other day. We was listening yeah. to his group. And yeah. a lot of people don't know. Like, you got to know he was in a whole group all these years ago. Uh -huh. I mean, so, yeah. It's, it's, it's to me, I, I get joy thinking about that type of stuff, especially the music, because the music is, is, is a part of me, a part of the culture. It's a part of who I am, you know what I'm saying? I was going to say, it's a part of what makes me me. But, you know, I, you said I was a music guy. That's crazy. I, honestly, I listen to music now, but I still listen to my stuff. I haven't really, I listen to the new stuff here and there, but it don't really hit, it doesn't hit the same for me. But I guess. Well, I think yeah, that's a part of us aging. I was going to say, the, our parents probably listen to our stuff with, like, uh, you cut that off. It goes, they listen to what they. I, I, not my mama. She heard our <laughs> rap and she liked the, she liked the Master P. Uh, she listened to Lil Wayne and stuff like that. Because it was quality. I don't care what you say. This new crap is crap. People say, oh, just... <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying my mama listened to some of it. My daddy listened to some of it. But I, I, I'm with you, Q. I have a hard time with some of the new stuff. There's only now, a couple. So there's only a few songs. And I'm going to tell you, most of the songs that I probably do know at this point, I done probably got it off TikTok because they're playing it so much. Yeah. I, I don't really listen to it. I can't even. I don't even know what he ta they talking about half the time. And. And I do realize that's age. Like, I just don't like it. I, it's not catchy. And the ones that are catchy are playing on TikTok, literally. <laughs> I mean, over and over. Yep. Over, over and over, over, right? They're creating dances to it. That's, that's the type you of You don't stuff. like it. Then you don't like it now because you heard it so much on TikTok. It done, it done drains you. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I don't really listen to the new stuff either. That's sad to say, but I don't. It's very few... It's very few new rappers I can give you the name of, male or female. Very few. It's only a handful, literally a handful. The rest like, of these folks, I don't know who they are. I wouldn't spend my money worth nothing to go see them. The ones <laughs> I would give you the names of will probably will probably consider an old rapper. Like I'm still like, oh, that guy, he's new. Nah, he ain't new, bro. He's been <laughs> five years. <laughs> right. He new to me, you know. Drake and J. Cole, prime example. They still doing big numbers in hip hop, but yeah, they they came. They been both of them been out almost like fifteen years now. Yeah, facts. <laughs> yeah, because I got exposed to Drake what, and when I was in college. So yeah, and I've been out of college a good little while now. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> I got my undergrad right? anyway, undergrad especially. So yeah, Drake's been yeah he hitting on fifteen years because you gotta got to think him. he became popular off his mixtapes before he went mainstream. Yep. And yep. it, only if you was in the mixtape world underground did you even know anything about him. I got exposed to Drake from uh, from Q. We worked at Kmart. He kept talking about this guy. And I was like, man, who are you talking about? And I looked but, up, and I listened I know, to him. His audience. music was hitting, though. His music was hitting, though. It was underground, by this but it was time, hitting. By this time, he had already 
came on to Cash Money and did the uh, yeah. the Bedrock oh, okay. song and stuff. Yeah, I got Drake. I heard they heard Watasha well, heard Drake on the Trey Song song. And so then <clears throat> that led me to find more Drake. <clears throat> but I Yeah, no, that. I heard Drake on, a, on his you gotta go back to his old mixtapes. And he had hits after hits after hits on his mixtape. Um, but I mean, when he was underground though, he wasn't mainstream yeah. yet. Yeah, no, that's Drake, like you said, Drake's been around for a while. For a good little while. He's just now seeing the true fruits of his labor at this point. True fruits. Man, he can relax. But, you know, year in review. The year is over. Uh, <clears throat> any highlights? Anything else y'all want to say about the year? Any positive message y'all want to relate? Well, I will say this. Uh, you know, football star um, who got injured at the beginning <laughs> in January of, of this year, you know, I, I will say that, um, you know, to see people kind of come together, it was that was a positive moment. I know some people had some negative things to say or whatever. Um, but, I mean, honestly, you know, man, in all the chaos that we see in the world, that was it was nice to see people kind of coming together um, for the Bills player, um, DeMar Hamlin. Uh, you know, I, I think that is a highlight. And it happened so early on in the year, you think it's another year. But it happened in January. Um, but to see people across the country, you know, wanting to see him get better, um, you know, that's, that's a breath of fresh air that there is some hope in the world. There is some love for people, commonality amongst people. Um, yeah, there were some naysayers, but I mean, and the fact that literally that was a miracle period point, but I don't care what nobody say that was a miracle that he, he survived that and, and, and the medical team worked and did what they could do. Um, so I would say that that was a highlight. It was a sad situation, but to see how many people across the globe kind of came together, that was a blessing. And I think that's, you know, when you see a miracle like that, um, and somebody survive a situation like that, that's amazing. So I will, I just wanted to highlight that personally, but. Yeah, that was, that was wonderful uh, to see him recover like that. But I'm honestly, I, this is, been a year for me it's personally it's been a crazy year but um outside of that it's been a crazy year just watching and I kind of enjoyed the the ratchetness of the year honestly I mean and some of the some of the greatest moments of the year have you know been on the ratchetness I will all I'm going to lean on that Montgomery Brawl and say man that was one of my favorite uh seeing Ashanti and Nelly get back together yeah uh, that was cute that has been cute I ain't gonna lie that's been cute I think yeah. everybody's loving their their love I mean I think people like love right so I'm gonna yeah. on that wheel yeah people 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 start wearing band-aids on their eyes again and shit uh, so <laughs> but you know it was a lot the, the puff daddy stuff um the uh the old uh rock girl having a baby we got introduced to uh pound town it's been a crazy year man and uh all i can do is uh, all i can do is just say man I, I can't wait for the next one man you know if i the thing i would say this year is that i made it through this year and I was able to see everything that transpired this year. Like Ashley said, from the DeMar Hamlin, see the people coming together, the, the Montgomery fight, 
seeing people come together. You it, this year, it's it happened so so much happened in such a short amount of time. But we're thankful to see it. That I think that's the, my biggest takeaway is that I think I can see all this. I can see Jada Pickett doing all these interviews and saying all these crazy things about about just everything, not even just Will, about everything. To see Blueface and Krishan go back and forth and back and forth. That's a crazy situation. Yo, okay. to see, and don't forget the captain. You're off with the Cardi B offset. I'm gonna say to see Offset fumble the bag. You know what I mean? Like it's been a year. It's been. It's also been a year of fumbling the bag because it's a lot of dudes that the fumble the bag. Cardi fumbled Meg. Um, like you said, Offset and uh, Cardi. Hell, I was seeing. I was scrolling on Facebook. Some other dude. This girl was posting about how her dude was cheating on her with some some uh, ugly duckling or gremlin looking chick. Like, it's been a lot of fumbling of the bag towards the end of the year. So, I don't know, just to see it all. Just to see it all. But uh, let's just see it, and that's all. But, hey, Will, thank you for coming through. No doubt, man. You know I'm always ready. Uh, Mr. Break Glass himself? Yeah, you know what's up. Just come and get me. I'm ready. I already know. Ashley, I appreciate you not only doing this, being a part of three of the last six. You know, I thank you for I thank you for ending the year strong. For no, I appreciate it. I always like the invites. You know, I, we got to talk about this because I probably need to be a co-host. You know what I'm saying? We gonna talk about that <laughs> offline. We gonna talk about this offline. <laughs> yeah, you know, we gotta get those. I said I would the bracket challenges that we do. I wanted to do them once a month. I gotta get that on record of doing that once a month. But, I mean, uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta start planning now for the next twelve months. <laughs> I had the movie one, but I pushed it back to do yeah. the uh the sample one because I wanted to do the movie one because I feel like we gotta do the hood. The, I don't say the hood movies, the urban movies. Let me let me. Okay, okay. Let, I appreciate you changing that up. The urban movies. Okay. The 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 black culture movies, the classic. I feel like we have okay. to do it at some point. I, I, okay. And on docket, that's gonna be the January one. Yeah. All right. That's gonna be great. Man, man, I appreciate y'all. Uh hold up another thing presented by Mixed Bass Media. We ended the year off strong. Uh it's been a good year. Man, I was up 62% this year. Numbers went up some way. That's That's because me me and Ashley made a lot of appearances this year. See? Talk about it. Appreciate it. Talk about it. I did nothing. Is that what she basically willing to do? I mean, no. I think he's justifying why I need a position. That's all. I think he's, <laughs> you know, speaking facts. You know. Yeah, that's it. Let's I get it. Work. I get it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, nah, congratulations, though, Q for real. Yeah, that's, for big. that's big. That is big. I appreciate it. But yeah, we gonna uh, we we shall see y'all sometime in January. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see you see next you year. Holla. See you next yeah. year. Let's we'll see y'all because I already got podcasts recorded for January, but they won't come out. Anyways, yeah, we see y'all later. <laughs> <All right. laughs>